Welcome back to Blue Collar Love. These are the best days of our lives, crazy as it seems. My name is Samuel. And I'm Aaron. Sammy, Sammy, kiss my lips. I, okay, I thought you was going to go from that. I was almost guaranteeing you was going for that song when you told me. Really? Yes. It. All right. Oh, we're, we're becoming symbiotic now. <laughs> Guys, welcome back. It has been a joyous ride. I am. So for those that are listening in the distant future, we are currently stuck in the year 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. It is mid-April and we're all, well, the majority of the world is either stuck in their houses or stuck in less pleasant circumstances. So um, our hearts, prayers, thoughts goes out to everyone. We're just getting through it the best we can. And yes, for the future listeners, or current listeners, it's the COVID-19 pandemic quarantine that the world is dealing with as best they can. And so thankfully, what we're going to be reviewing today is very light and it will, it's something that can help. If you listen to this album, it will help take your mind off of it and help you reconnect with your humanity and realize there's greatness out there even though you can't go out there right now (laughs) yeah um essentially it's this is i call this the opposite of gold this is the the anti-gold album i never Um, thought about that you're absolutely right (laughs) it could not be more opposite to gold (laughs) so for those wondering we are listening to the debut album a bon voyage it's it came out in 1998 self-titled album same year as Fashion Focus. Same. In fact, um, fun tidbit, this actually came out between Americana and Fashion Focus. So musically, I think it actually creates a beautiful bridge between the two. Oh, really? So this came out before Fashion Focus? It's like right in between Americana and Fashion Focus, which I think musically it fits perfect. Like it's a it missing does. puzzle piece. It is. And I'm there's that's funny that it's in between because later on in the song, there's I make a mention of that. I thought it was after, but now that makes more sense. <laughs> so mm-hmm. for those that are curious or are not as familiar, um, Bon Voyage is another one of Jason Martin's many side projects. Who, who, who one, knows how many there are at this point? <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to try and tackle them all, though. <laughs> and this one is, it's all Jason Martin's songs, but they're sang by his wife, Julie. So Julie Martin on lead vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read a little bit of back history on Bon Voyage and stuff. And as I understand it, it was essentially just Jason going, I have all these songs. I don't feel comfortable singing. Um, yep. I, maybe he felt too macho for them. I don't know. So he just recently got married shortly after Gold. Him and Julie actually met during the shooting of um, a housewife love song. Yes. And uh, yeah, they decided to make some music here. They actually released two singles, Seven Inches, on Blue Velvet Records before this album. Yeah, those Velvet Blue Records um, are very expensive. I love to have them, but they're super hard to find. And also, I remember reading when this came out, an interview, I can't remember what it was with back in 1990, what um, publication back in 1998, but Jason said something to all along the effects um, of, you know, there's a lot of angry girl pop music out there, so we went to, we were trying to make something more positive um, for the female genre of music. I, I, I don't think female is a genre of music, but women vocalists rock at the time, 
because there's a lot of Lance Morissette going on during that time. And so I think that's what he was trying to say. We're trying to do some, something more positive. Yeah. And uh, man, I get all the positive vibes from this album. I'll talk yeah. about that as we go song by yeah. song. But... Yeah. So Sam, <clears throat> so, so tell me, uh, so what's your overview, like your history with this album? Well, um, this is it right here. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, as we've discussed many a times, I only had a passing knowledge of Starflyer 59. And um, I have, uh, yeah, I've just, kind of, I've listened to this album off and on since we started this last fall. I don't know when we started this, man. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. fall or whatever. I've listened to this album in passing, but actually taking a deep dive. Um, it's, it's funny because the most history I have with it now is I was listening to one of the songs, and I'll call it out when I see okay. it. But I sent it to my wife, and I'm like, "This song reminded me of you, right? Because this song, because this album's mostly love songs." And she's like, "I hated it. I just (laughs) it was making all these horrible sounds, and I didn't like the noises it was making." (laughs) I sent this thinking of you. Wow. So, um, that's my history with it, man. Um, I do want to point out before uh, we kind of delve too far into it. And it just in addition to Julie and Jason, um, of course, Jason's playing guitars, wrote all the songs. You have the one, the only um, legendary Gene Eugene on keys. Yes, which uh, we will, I will mention a lot. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, and then you have Matt McCarty of a band named Driver 8 on drums. Oh, they have a great song called Watermelon. Oh, that's a great song. Google and then it, you have listen to it. Travis Zimmerman of Jupiter James on bass. I've heard of that band, but I don't have any of their music. So tell me uh, your history with it, Aaron. I think you have a bit more history than me. Yes, I do. So I was at this point, I um, the Fashion Focus was the first like new Starfire album that I bought. And I read somewhere in some Christian magazine or something, whatever, or I don't know. Bon Voyage, Jason Martin was mentioned. And I was like, yep, I'm going to get it. So I got it, came out, and I've been listening to it since 98. Um, as Sam mentioned, there's a lot of love songs and everything. And I'll mention throughout this, but um, Christian in the Christian um, scene, oh, Christianity in general, there's like a huge emphasis on like marriage and everything. But you don't, there's not a lot of songs celebrating marriage when you think about it, right? Can you think of any major Christian songs that celebrate marriage, like just praising the act of marriage or a husband to a wife, um, wife to a husband. So actually, um, one of my favorite artists, Stephen Curtis Chapman, um, yeah. made a whole entire album yeah. dedicated to his wife. Every song on it, with yeah. like one exception, is a very explicit love song. And then he took the whole entire linear notes um, to write like a note about how him and his wife related to this song in some way, shape, or form. And um, often and so it's a really happen? Oh, it, it was like, uh, I mean, he, that's the no, I mean, only I mean, album. In, yeah, in Christianity, that doesn't happen a lot. The prayer no, chain has no. a couple of songs. It just doesn't happen. And so, like like you said, there's a lot of songs on this album that celebrate marriage. And it's just weird to me that there's so much emphasis on marriage in Christian church, but there's not a lot of music celebrating that. So, being a young man, I was, I was 19, I believe, 98, yeah. And um, 90, that's when the year I joined the Army. And so I was in Oklahoma. Um, oh God, Oklahoma. And so um, listening to these love songs, it just really um, it was like, yeah, you like, 
it helped me realize that, yeah, marriage needs to be celebrated. And like, it's not just like a, uh, uh, something you do. And like, there's a lot of feeling in this album that I really appreciate it, you know, that, um, but, and still to this day, there's not a lot of Christian music that does that. So I really appreciate this album that says, you know, marriage is awesome. Let's celebrate this. And it goes in some details and, and there's ups and downs. And I love it. It's not like a whitewashed version of it, which sets a lot of people up for failure because you have to realize that life isn't always, it's not a fairy tale. And Jason does a great job on this album of presenting the positive and the, and the negative in a real sense. So to me, this really helps shape the how I deal with relationships and there's a couple songs specifically that when we get to I'll go more into that so yeah this album um has a special place in my house all the in my heart all those it's it's a pop album I mean it really it's just a pop album (laughs) you know it's funny you say that because Christian Market in particular um they're afraid of a lot of aspects of marriage and what I mean by that is Mm -hmm. Um, when you address marriage on a, on Christian music in particular, there's books and stuff that go a bit deeper. But on a music level, it's either one or two things. It's either like cutesy love that a 16-year-old might write. Yep. Or it's, okay, I'm married, now everything's perfect in my life. Exactly. Exactly. Um, like, you know, no conflicts allowed to exist. Um, sex nope. doesn't exist. Nope. Um, you know, it's just like, they're just afraid of it for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why, because that's a very biblical thing. Like, yes, all it of is. it. <laughs> and Jason talks about all of it in this album. Uh, yes, I yes, he so. does. So I guess, let's, anything else you want to just get into it, Sam? Uh, let's get into it, man. Um, so kick us off with track number one. Honeymoon. Honeymoon. All right. My handwriting was sloppy tonight. All right. So let's go. Okay. The fuzzy distortion of the guitar at 35 seconds um, sounds so good. It repeats throughout the song. Um, This is a great love pop song about a couple going out and having fun. I mean, again, here we are. Here's a couple. Let's just Saturday night. Let's go out. Let's have a good time. Um, And and this is my note. Surprisingly, there's not a lot of Christmas songs about this. why? I mean, just, let's celebrate love. The guitar breakdowns after the courses are the highlight on this um, song. Um, a perfect example is at minute 129 to 142. Um, those, go listen to it. It's great. Um, then the outro at 245 throughout the, um, the keyboards. <laughs> those keyboards that Gene Eugene's doing, they're saying it's just like doing the and to me it feels like butterflies like so you know like it's like about this couple who love each other having a good time and and then at the end of it like these they have butterflies in their heart you know as represented by the keyboards beautiful i mean i'm gonna say that i apologize i'm gonna say beautiful lovely a lot on this because it's a beautiful album um let's see what else to say um three stars for this um my seventh favorite song which let me just say this. Um, so I love every song in this album, but you got to rank them. And to this point in Jason's career with the Pony Express, Bon Voyage, Starfire, there's only been one song I didn't like, Friday Night on Pony Express, Eastwood Dive. So when I'm ranking these, even though it's the seventh favorite, doesn't mean I don't like it. It's still a great song, but some are better than others. Go Sam. <laughs> All right. So my first thoughts is uh, the intro gives me like strong fashion focus vibes right off the bat. Uh, maybe it's just that drums sounds a lot like drive a lot. 
in the first few seconds. You're right. And then uh, Julie's vocals come in, and they remind me of like a like a f- late fifties, early sixties girl group sound. Um, and I love it. It's like just it's a it, so um, when we were re- talking to um, Cloud, he recommended a group called the Soda Shop, and um, that's what her vocals remind me of a little bit, actually. And I love the joyously sugary lyrics that match that vibe. Um, the guitars, some like cleaned up silver guitars a little bit. And I'm assuming Gene um, did some production work here um, because this just sounds like his production work. He tends to uh, take Jason's kind of sloppiness and clean it up a little bit and give it a slightly better sheen. And um, man, speaking of Gene Eugene, I love those analog sounding synths. Absolute joyous. So to sum this track up, it's the happiest thing Jason has written up to this point in his career. <laughs> and probably, I think, when you think about it, even on this album, it's probably the happiest, I think. Maybe. <laughs> in his whole career. <laughs> All Maybe. <right. laughs> Maybe. So second up is Kiss My Lips, Sam, you take it, because you, you, you just should go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kiss My Lips. Um, apparently this song caused controversy and got the album banned from a few Christian stores. True story. I found this hilarious because lyrically speaking, the lyrics barely register a PG rating. Um, like, I'm sorry, Shrek is dirtier than this. And that just speaks to, you know, how clean it really is. Either way, though, that's on a purely lyrical level. However, when the music pops in, uh, Jason's bass slash guitar, along with Julie's vocals, they do sound straight up seductive. Um, I love this personally and wish this had been um, turned into like a romantic jazz song, which it kind of is. And um, honestly, like we were talking about earlier, Aaron, we need more explicitly husband wife songs in Christian music. Like, why isn't this a thing? Um, why does everyone act like once you get married, you just suddenly stop flirting? Like, this is just, you know, I'm flirting with you song. And I love it. It's cute. It's um, seductive. It's just, it's exactly, you know, the kind of thing. If um, me and my wife are feeling in a great mood that weekend or something, that, you know, that kind of attitude we'd have with each other. You know what I mean? I love it. You're done? I am all done. All right, strap in, Sam, my man. All right. I'm going to try to keep this as PG as possible. <laughs> All right. So I, when I first discovered this song, I was 19 years old. I hadn't been married. And so Kiss My Lips, I was, you know, kissing. And you're right. It's barely PG. And I'm going to say this. You're right. A jazz song I got, or a duet. If, there, if this was a duet, I know Jason didn't feel comfortable. But if this was like a duet, oh, my God. Cause you're right, like with the when the, the 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 drums and bass and guitar kicks in, you know, if you know with them doing a duet, it would have took the the seductiveness and to another level, and it definitely would have been banned from every Christian store at that point. Probably. That would have been really cool. <laughs> it would have sounded good. Yeah, it would have been great. But okay, so I was 19, I didn't know stuff. But uh, you know, when you're married with your wife, you do things, and as Paul said, the marriage bed is undefiled, and you discover other ways to express your sexual desire for your wife in that way and there's other lips on a woman besides one on her face 
I'm gonna leave it at that. So, listen to this song later in life. That's that would I'm not have occurred it. to me, Aaron. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. So, <laughs> the line, you know, come away, kiss my lips, keep me up all night. If you make it right, I mean, come on. I mean, that's as explicit as you can be without being explicit as to what's going on here. And, it's, and that, that's the celebration of marriage. You know, um, all right. So I mean, it's I'll, some straight up songs of Solomon stuff, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I'll leave that. The listeners know what I'm talking about, I think. Um, and that's cool. Marriage as a husband and wife. That's hey, you got to satisfy each other. The heavy guitars drive this song into the heavens. Julie's vocals, like you said, they're amazing. Um, but with the when the wailing guitars go by, keep me up all night when you make it right i just love that and as you're right it's straight seduction right there i love it um and those good those wailing guitars thrust her angelic vocals into our ears and it's just amazing this is pop perfection this should have been in all those 90s teen comedies like can't hardly wait and stuff like that the late 90s stuff man this this would have been great on the soundtrack i, I don't oh god it just drives me crazy that this song would have crushed on the record and like in the secular market um the outro um is a is a great touch because there's a lot going on especially later like in my life when i thought on another level was like whoa a lot happened there and especially when when you're with your wife and you do those things sometimes you need a little come down like a little relaxation thing and the outro to me feels like that and wow and you know, there's some, you know, the beginning of the song and, bef- you know, there's some lounge flower going on in there. So I know Sam loves that. Um, I think that's probably all I should say about this song. <laughs> Four stars is my second favorite song of the album. Oh, God. So, so what you're saying <laughs> is you're that guy that got it banned from the Christian bookstore when uh, you explained to your boss what it's obviously about. <laughs> yeah, not only that, and it's not only that, like, um, I'll save it for the next, another song, but I'll tell you, there's a, uh, I'll save that for another song that comes <laughs> right. up later. All right. All right. Um, uh, hey. West, you go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us about um, West, West Coast, Coast Friendship, sir. You want to go first or you want me to go? I can go. Okay, go So, ahead. I will say right off the bat, this is my favorite song on the album. I love this song. Really? Yes, I love this okay. song. Um, this is the last song to a CW sitcom, or as it was known back in 98, the WB sitcom, right? Dawson's Creek, One Tree Hill. This song belonged as the theme Roswell, song. Roswell, all that, yeah. This song should have been the theme song to one of those shows. Um, and if not a theme song, it, it's a lost hit song on alternative radio. Like in the late 1990s, you have like REMs, you know, acoustic stuff. Um, I can't think of other names at the moment, but this this would have fit very comfortably into that um, kind of Goo Goo Dolls landscape of acoustic-y, alternative, soft rock. Ah, oh, the song's awesome. It's a smooth acoustic and quite honestly, very encouraging message. Uh, this I chose those lyrics for a reason. Of even if the past seems better, this right now, this moment, and I live by this even before I knew the song, this right now is the best days of our lives because it's where we're at. 
we're in the present. The past can always look better in hindsight. But this right now is what we have to work for, and that makes it the best days of our lives. And so just live in the present and enjoy the moment. Um, every note and instrument live up um, perfectly or line up perfectly. There's no fat in the song. What this song reminds me of, and um, hate me if you want, Ringo Starr is one of the best drummers in history. And here's why. He didn't play his best. Ringo Starr played exactly what was required for that song. And that's what the instruments here do. They don't, like, go crazy. They don't show off. They play exactly what's required and let Julie's vocals shine. And I love Ringo Starr, and I really love this song. That is all. All right. Um, I prefer this um, song over the uh, Starfire 59 version on the Can't, uh, Can't Stop Eating EP, which I'm sure we'll cover at some point. Um, this is the, I just love this version so much more. Julie's vocals, again, I think it's, um, her, her, her voice conveys the message of this song, which is, um, hurt over lost friendships and trying to turn to your spouse partner for comfort. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And it's like a very vulnerable, um, message. And like we mentioned earlier, um, in marriage, that doesn't make everything great. You still have friends that you lose and you mourn over um, lost um, friendships and stuff. And so that's what this, you know, to me, this is what the song's about. And a little lyric that you mentioned too, these are the best days uh, of our lives, crazy as it seems. Um, that reflects the theme in card games and old friends, fell in love with 22, like uh, multiple songs on the fashion focus. And so when you mentioned that this came out before the fashion focus, I wonder if, all these songs were written like in the same sessions with Jason. Um, I don't know, but I mean, that's a theme that carries over and you're right. Like um, sometimes like even when it's bad times, like, you know, you're with your spouse or partner and something tragic or bad happens and it seems terrible. Those could be the best times because in that moment, like you've bonded and you got committed to each other in ways that you couldn't have imagined. And looking back, you're like, oh, God, crazy as it seems. Those were the best times. You remember when we overcame that? That's really strengthened us. And, like, now when stuff happens, it doesn't affect us the same way. And so I truly, really, really appreciate that um, lyric so much. Um, let's see what and else. I will say, you know, since I'm stuck in my house and, um, you know, I'm trying to make the best of a, a kind of rotten situation for all. And my wife really is the only one I see. These lyrics, like, really hit me hard. Yeah. I was like, I'm feeling this so much right I now. You. I feel you. I feel you. I know. And it is, it is a really good song. I love the mid-tempo vibe of the song. It's so warm and inviting. Like, whenever the song comes on, like, if I'm a chef or if I'm listening to this album, when it comes on, I just feel, like... I just feel good, man. It's just like a, it just makes me feel good. Like, I mean, even the song about loss, because we all experience loss, but it's just knowing that someone else has been through that. And just somebody you respect as a musician, as a person has been through that. And you just hear the song, you're like, man, it's going to be fine. It just makes me feel good. You know, it's, and, and you know, and I can see how this is your great, your favorite song. I mean, um, it's my third favorite on this album. Three stars. I mean, yeah, I love it. It's a good song. Next, why can't you be? Why can't you be next, Sam? You know why you can't be? Because I'm going first. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, where to start? Should I start with the lyrics or the music? I'm going to start with the lyrics. All right, this is probably the deepest song in this album. <laughs> well, you've got your own problems. I guess I've got mine, too. We just turned to our friends, but they've got things to do. So if you could, and so if you would and could, then why won't you be? Why can't you be? I'm going to lose my mind. When they turn up missing, won't you look my way? You got love and you got me, and we just hope you stay. <sighs> okay. A lot to unpack in that, so I'm just going to be brief. Sometimes, you know, in relationships, marriages, you go through issues and you need some break, some time from each other, or you just need to talk to other people to, hey, man, I'm being crazy. Am I seeing this right? Is my wife being crazy? And you're talking, but some, and that's healthy, but sometimes what happens is that turning or asking for other, uh, help outside becomes the main outlet you're not talking to your wife or husband or whatever anymore and so now that the problems that are in that relationship are festering because you're not communicating with that person and they want you to be there and so in that song why can't you be why can't you be there why can't you talk to me all those things and again freaking honest this is freaking honesty and i wish there's so many marriages especially in the christian community that are suffering because they don't deal with this stuff. They can't acknowledge that, hey, you know, they're just pretending, oh, we're Christians, we got God, everything's great. No, it's not, you know, you're human and you need to humble yourself and you need to deal with the fact that you're turning to other people to try to help you fix your marriage instead of going to your spouse. And I appreciate that. All right, now onto the music. Um, I love the way Julie sings the line, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna lose my mind. In her high register, I just murdered it. I know. I'm sorry, Julie. Um, I love the fuzzy effect on the guitar. Um, that sounds like catnip to me. Um, at minute 140 and one minute 46 seconds to two minutes, the sending um, keyboard notes or synth, whatever Gene's playing on that, um, with the interplay of the guitar is so beautiful. Oh man, it makes my heart feel so good. 219 or 225, the shaker that comes in, add it to the mix. It's a great addiction. Sounds like something Wayne Everett would do. Maybe he did it. I don't know. Um, yeah. And that's the song for me. Sixth favorite song in this album. Three stars for this as well. Take it, Sam. <laughs> Very nice. mm. So I as well appreciate the lyrics. Um, I didn't dig as deep into it quite as you did, but I got, I definitely got the strand of um, there are times in life um, when you turn to other people when you should be turning to each other. Exactly. And um, that's realistic. That's real life. And I appreciate that because, you know, I've seen other people go through it where um, mm -hmm. rather than when you should have been turning to each other, you turn to someone else and, you know, it's, it can lead down some really bad areas Mm -hmm. So um, I think that does definitely need to be addressed because um, a great thing I've always heard growing up is when you get done being mad at your spouse, the person you complained to, about them to still doesn't – they weren't there for that resolution. Exactly. So they're still left with all these horrible feelings about what you said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. And, yeah. and I and and I was just want to say like I in my in my past I've done that I've turned to other people instead of my spouse and I experienced the pain of that and so I'm very appreciative that 
even though no one's going to hear this album, <laughs> unfortunately. But for the few people that hear it, I hope they take that message to heart. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, um, even though Julia's vocals are clearer and uh, much easier to understand than Jason's, if you just put this album on in the background, the lyrics aren't going to necessarily grab you. Um, it yeah. might just be Jason's playing or Gene Eugene's mm-hmm. production, but the lyrics are not in the front. So yeah, you do have to true. dig into it to really get the lyrics. That's true. That's true. Um, that's... So with that said, the music just kind of continues the trend of the uh, what I'm calling alternative sugar pop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some great stuff. I, I do love the sound. It's, it, it, it's like um, <laughs> what it sounds like is... I might mention this in one of my later tracks. I can't remember that Jason took a whole bunch of leftover gold and silver songs, and then had a Pop Eugene, <laughs> and then took had Eugene Eugene uh, clean them up essentially, and make them sound. And then Joy's vocals really um, lower the harshness of his music, anyways. I feel like yeah. So it just kind of just took his music and sprinkled some sugar on top. Um, Before we kinda, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. It's just kind of like a, I don't know if you've ever done anything like this, but maybe like take some like hot wings or something and just like sprinkle a little bit of sweet on top of them. It can have mm-hmm. a good contrasting flavor. Yeah. And what, what, what I, I don't know if I wrote this down, but I want to say it now. Um, Jason did a great job of not making these songs sound like Starfire songs at all. Like none of these songs sounds like Starfire. For it does like elements. There's some lounge guitar stuff in here, and you know little Jason things and stuff. But it, none of these songs sound like Starfire Fifty Nine songs, right? Um, I think it's hard to say because Starfire Fifty Nine evolves so much throughout the years. <laughs> so okay, I mean, I still stand that this album is a good musical link between Americana and Fashion Focus. I agree, but I mean, and there's elements, obviously. Because it's Jason, but I, I like uh, the, uh, I don't. None of these songs remind me of any Starfire Fifty Nine songs. All of those elements, you know, it's like little pieces. Like, yeah, that's, just that's fair. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so on to the next song, Sam. You're wonderful. Tell Aww, me about it. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so this is the song I sent to my wife. Oh, yeah, really? Oh. Yeah, this is that one. <laughs> And she's this like, I don't the, like. This is a good one. This is the one you should. Okay. I know, right? Good job, Sam. Good job. Go ahead. Uh, so I just love the idea that Jason, because I didn't go into this album realizing it's a love song album, or even that it's really about marriage. I just went in thinking it was a Starflyer album, right? Um, so it's about this point, halfway through the album, I'm like, oh, this is a whole bunch of love songs Jason wrote. And then he created a new band so his wife could sing said love songs that's awesome like who else exactly that's what he did (laughs) um this song gives me strong gold vibes um is what i was getting from it and uh and then by the time you get halfway through in that it just turns into a full-on power ballad and brings in the guitars and the drums and i'm just like feeling like i'm you know in a listening to a 80s hair metal song and i want to put my lighter in the air even though i don't have one and ah it's just it's this song is wonderful it's definitely my i don't normally like rank which are my favorite songs but this is my runner-up i really like this one that's the are you done i'm sorry yeah i'm done that's so awesome because here's my notes i put i suspect this is sam's favorite track 
I was so close. You sent it to your wife, though. <laughs> We're becoming Is it because I mentioned Sam. how much I love power ballads? That you okay? So so you love Lounge Fire, you love power ballads, and you love a good love song. <laughs> I mean, just, These are all things I love. Yeah. <laughs> We're becoming symbiotic, Sam. Look at this. This is crazy. So all right. So I love the surf lounge guitar um, intro part of the song. The, there's like the, the little like effects like at um, minute one uh, minute one and 31 seconds it, it happens throughout that f- the intro before the guitars and stuff comes in um and it makes me feel like i'm on a beach in tahiti with the pina colada without a care in the world i'm just loving life and it's just like mm, how in love you make me feel and i'm just feeling all good and then at two minutes and 21 seconds i remember the first time i heard this song two minutes 21 seconds then everything just drops Jason just drops a blitzkrieg of rock goodness until the soundscape. There's guitars, Serbi guitars and bass. Oh, God, and I love the dr- The drums are just relentless, and, and the keyboards are crushing it. Uh, it's just like you, so it's like you're on this beach and everything's just wonderful. The next thing you know, there's like, just like pineapples and mangoes and just like Skittles and just wonderful things just falling down around you. It's like, oh, I didn't think this could get any better than this. It's <laughs> like so good. Oh god. Um, four favorite song in this album. Three and a half stars, which I know sounds low, but I mean, it's, it's Jason's uh, compared to some of the stuff. I mean, it's not too much fun. It's not. I mean, but uh, we haven't got to leave here, stranger and stuff. I mean, he just put so much great stuff out there. But yeah, I love this song. I, I always, I never skip it when I listen to it. So, hey, Aaron. Yeah, you got it. I want it. And you know what you want? You want me to uh, review your this song? opinion on the song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at see symbiotic man. I'm telling you. All right, what is the song about? <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know what this song's about. Um. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's a good song. It um the 54 second song. There's like an espresso machine sound. I love it. And it happens um, a couple more times. I don't have much to say about the song. I like it. And um, yeah, I mean, just like pretty much everything on the song, like uh, when it comes on, I don't, I don't skip any song in this album. It's really good. Um, at a minute 149 to two minutes, the guitar solo with the drums and the shakers are the best part of the song. The very background vocals doing the outro is also a nice take. Um, I mean, a nice touch um, because um, at no other point in the song are those those background vocals into the end, which is really cool. Um, This is my 10th favorite song, two and a half stars. But still, I like it. Gotta rank it, though. Take it, Sam. All right. So um, this song, the first thing I wrote is is that um it's as close as jason's probably ever came to like a nirvana style pop song um and i i think that's kind of cool you know it's um a really cool style of pop song if you don't bother doing one now as for what the song's actually about initially um the the line you don't like our sound or the songs we sing about made me think of um, that one song on Pony Express where Cloud was um, criticizing someone that was criticizing his music. 
However, in the context of this album being mainly about marriage, the line, you don't like our sound or the songs we sing about, could be about someone disapproving of his marriage. And I actually like this idea in the context of the rest of the album because it doesn't matter who you marry. It really doesn't. Someone, someone somewhere will disapprove. Usually it's, it comes in the form of a family member. Um, they just, someone thinks you can do better or someone just doesn't like that person or someone doesn't like it because you just didn't listen to them, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter. And so I like the, the idea of a song, you know, being like, <laughs> maybe they're just jealous of me. I don't know. And um, I, dealing with that topic at hand. So that's my thoughts. I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it. All right. Next. I just want to be with you, Sam. <laughs> but within six feet. Well, you got to stay six feet away. Um, can we, <laughs> let's do four feet. <laughs> <laughs> You want to go or you want me to go? So this song reminds me of a scene in a Frank Peretti book I love a lot um, called The Visitor. And the the romance story is really just like a very small part of it, but I'm a sucker for romance stories, so I get sucked in. So there's the scene in the book where a guy is telling his future wife he could care less about her past. She's like crying and getting ready to leave the college they're at. And he runs up to her before she leaves, and he's like, I don't care. He's like, do you have three kids? Are you wanted for murder? Did, did, I don't care. Whatever, you, your past doesn't matter to me. I love you, and I want to marry you anyways. Um, and I, that's, a, that's a very encouraging message, I feel like, um, especially if you're going to marry someone, they should feel confident that it doesn't matter what pops up. Because you'll get to a point five, six years, ten years into your marriage where something's going to pop up that you didn't know about. Because no matter how honest you try to be, you always are learning new things. And if you can assure that person, you know what, I don't care about your past. It doesn't matter. Um, You're more important to me than anything that you did before. That is something that I feel like husbands and wives um, and even friends, honestly, need to say to each other. So it's a great message for this time. But what about when they do something after you've been married? Dun, 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 at this point. <laughs> so I love this song too. Um, more lounge. Yay. And there's um, throughout the song, there's like um, the drum cell, um, like the drumming. And there's a moment, for example, at one minute, three seconds, where the drums go psh, I don't know if that's a drum splash, a uh, cymbal splash, or if somebody's actually audibly saying, Psh, because to me it sounds both, and like for the last like 20 years, I don't know, it's somebody hitting a cymbal or somebody saying, Psh, I need to know. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Anyway, so. I, I was hearing a, a theremin in the background. Did you hear that? Or was that just me? I didn't hear Thurman, but I will go back. Or is that just a really high pitched synth, and that's what I was hearing? It could be, it could be. But I'm, I'm talking about it's, it's a distinctive cymbal splash. But I'm not sure if somebody's hitting a cymbal or if they're actually saying. So it's, so it's not a theremin. Um, this, this is a solid slow jam about somebody declaring their love for someone. That's always good. Love makes me smile. This song makes me smile every time. 
um, it's just, you know, it's just like a song to sing along to. Um, my fifth favorite song in this album, Three Stars as well. Um, next so, up is, yeah, go how ahead. About, how about you tell us your thoughts on We Know How You Feel? Well, you know how I feel about this song. It's my ninth favorite song in this album. This song sounds like an amalgamation of all the songs on this album. It has the cymbals, the lounge, and the shoegaze guitars, Julie's wonderful voice, all that. The song is nice. Nothing really jumps out to me, though. The outro is amazing. Jason really nailed all the outros in this album, though. I mean, like, I was just like, man, listen to the way he ended all these songs. Like, wow, he was really on his outro game on this album. Um, Good job. Um, Two and a half stars. What do you think? So this is where I said I was getting some major silver vibes. And I started wondering if uh, a lot of these songs weren't Starflyer leftovers. Um, Not to say they're like all B-sides or anything, but simply songs that he had decided, you know, he didn't feel like singing, but he'd written throughout the years. Um, And I'm also, by this point, I'm finding this to be uh, one of Starflyer's most encouraging albums. So one of Jason's most encouraging albums. And um, it's just, it's a nice batch of songs and it's a nice change of pace from the kind of depressing and morose he normally does. And I, I can get so, behind the... Me- hmm? So you th- so you think his science, th- this is the point where his songwriting improves in your opinion? Like lyrically? Um, maybe. Like the lyrics definitely have more I can chew on. I'll give it that. Um, it's not quite so poetic that I'm left wondering what it's about. Um, but you know, I mean, to each person their own, I can still, I am growing to appreciate the, uh, the, uh, vague poetry a little bit more, um, as time goes on, but this song, I do love, you know, the message of lift up your head, it will be okay. Um, especially in, you know, the kind of times when everyone's panicking of, um, is this, uh, Am I just inconvenienced, about, or is something bad actually happening? It's okay. Or is there something pandemic happening? Yeah, like, it's just <laughs> the fear of the unknown more than anything. So if we could all just say to yeah. each other, just lift up your head, it'll be okay. We're going to get through yeah. this. Yeah. You're right. This is probably his most positive album. <laughs> all right. Sam, we're together, brother. We're together. I know, right? All these songs just feel so punny right now. Um, <laughs> they feel so punny. You said maybe punny is not the wrong is the wrong no. word. Just like a, I don't know. They just punny's right. They they feel uh, very uh, pungent. Maybe they feel very. Um, what's the opposite of apropos? Is there a word for opposite of apropos? I don't know. Yeah, so it's opposite apropos because right now people stressed out and it's freaking and all these songs are like lollipops and gumdrops, sugar <laughs> falling from the sky. <laughs> I don't know if they're that sweet. Um, Some of I mean, are. I'm not exactly like choking on a Justin Bieber album here. No, but I mean, even the sad songs, there's hope in it. It's like, hey, like you said, yeah. lift up your head. It's all right, you know. So anyway, I'll tell you together. All right. Eighth favorite song in this album. Still love it. This sounds like you're okay. So, you mentioned the Pony Express album. I told you I was going to mention this. Um, the Eastwood Dives. There's a song called Friday Night up there, which I just did not have any review of because I just couldn't with the song because it was just nothing. And so, at this point in Jason's career, he's released boop, 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 
I think five Starfire albums, a Pony Express, Bon Voyage, and there's been one song I didn't like, which is amazing. <laughs> which is Friday Night by Pony Express. And it feels like this song was a song Pony Express was trying to make <laughs> Friday Night. This is, well, um, it's pretty much the same song in acoustic guitar with a little, there was, but there's effects on this and just Julie's vocals. Um, the keyboards are stunningly beautiful here. Gene Eugene, Gene Eugene crushes it. Um, it's only a minute and 28 seconds, but it's really good and it feels longer. It's a nice change of pain, um, nice change of pace for this album. Um, I wish it was like another song or two like this on this album. That would have been a great addition. Um, less is, I mean, Jason, he knows sometimes less is more. And this is a beautiful example of this. He could have done like, um, what's that song? You're wonderful. What's it? Yeah. And like added some guitars and made it go crazy. But he didn't. He just kept it simple. Acoustic good song, acoustic song, one one a minute and a half, and let it be. Beautiful. It's amazing. Three sets, three stars for that. I've been um, listening to a Brit pop more than I used to here lately. Oasis and Blur in particular. I'm so sorry I to hear get, that. Oh, I, I love them. I I'm just playing. Awesome. I like Oasis. <laughs> Well, um, uh, Blur is a far superior band, personally. Stop but... it. You're crazy, but go ahead. <laughs> um, so, this song does give me those vibes. I love it. I, I wish Jason would have... He, he's always been kind of inspired by Britpop a little bit. Of course, yeah. I wish he would have take that to the 10th degree and just make a full-on acoustic-y Britpop album. But uh, maybe he one of his later albums will kind of cover that territory. Scratch that itch for me, but... Until that point, I have songs like this, and um, I swear, I've heard that vocal melody before. <laughs> Julie opens it up. I, I, I've heard it in a song before. Probably it's probably just a Brit pop song I've listened to, but probably Blair. it sounds so familiar. Um, in other words, it just kind of continues the, the encouraging of the trend of the last song. and It's, um, it's like nothing special. But it's nothing bad either. It just kind of yeah. carries the album forward. Yeah, filler is too harsh of a word. I think it's not but filler. It's, no, it's not. Mm. I don't feel like any of these songs are filler. No, yeah. But they, I don't need there that. are some that stand out, and there are some that just kind of carry the album along. Yeah, I got. And this you. is yeah. one of those songs. I got you. I can feel that. All right, Sam. I think you. I think you should um, close this out, and I'll. I would. I think you should go, and then I'll close this out with the next song. All right. So, no paradise. This song, I feel like, summarizes the whole entire album in a pretty little bow. Mm-hmm. Sometime life sucks, but at least <laughs> we have each other. Yep. I love that. Like that's just that's a message everyone needs. Um. I relate to this so much, and even the cheesy keys don't take away from the feel-goods I get. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, it's just a feel-good last track. And, um, and while the keyboard may feel like I'm listening to a Michael W. Smith project a little bit, um, I don't know, with Julie's vocals and everything, it just it works. Like, the cheesiness almost feels like it's on purpose. Like, you're, you're at the end of that 80s movie, and then the... the you know, they, the guy and the girl are just holding themselves, holding each other in their arms, and the sun is setting, and the credits start rolling, and then you hear that um, Oscar bait song. This is this is that part of the album. 
and I, I like it. I like it a lot. It makes me feel good. I'm going to murder you, Sam. Okay. I'm going to straight up murder you. Your life is no longer going to be a paradise. <laughs> All right. I would like to. I would like to know why. But continue. Okay. Are you done with your review? Yeah, I'm all good. Okay, well, then you're done. I'm going to say, you were very disrespectful and churlish to the song, Sam. You should be ashamed of yourself. You need to do penance. This is the best song in this album. This song's amazing. This, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> okay. This is a melancholy, it's a very melancholy song that always fills my heart with such hope. Um... The Martins, Jason and Julie, give us a song about how even with marriage, new marriage where everything's great or not great, whatever, with friends and family, life still is in the paradise. Even in the best of times, you're still human. You're still going to struggle with stuff in, in, internally and with other people. Um, and again, I was 19 years old when I heard the song. And to 19-year-old Aaron, this helped me look at life in a more realistic and practical light and not in an idealistic way. Like a lot of people think, especially in the Christian world, like you, you find your, your spouse and everything's going to be great. You just get married and everything's perfect and it's fall into place. And no, you're going to have to work at it. I mean, there, it's, you, there's some gardening. There's, some, some, there's, there's sacrifices. There's um, all types of stuff you need to do. And this song really helped me um, at a young age realize that. So, and even into my relationships to this day, like I realize and realize that conflict or pain or misunderstanding doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the relationship or that it needs to end. It just means that you're a human communicating and interact with another human. And now you have to realize that you need to together find a way to minimize that pain, correct that pain, and fix it. And so, yeah, I no, mean, it's, um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It's like, um, my, uh, personal philosophy, and this is going to sound a bit weird, but I mean it in the most positive way possible. Um, before uh, me and my wife ever got married, I uh, made the statement and I said it a few times and we still say it every once in a while, you realize you're going to wake up in five years, 10 years, whatever, and you're going to hate my face. Right. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, good. Because even when we wake up and we hate each other that day, because it's going to happen, we're human. Yeah. We still aren't quitting. We're not going to, we're still going to make this work. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Because it happens. I mean, no matter how much you love somebody, you're, I mean, it's, it just happens. And so um, I don't have too much to say about the music besides like when I, um, there's a song that we're going to talk about on the next album, Starfire album. And this one, the music just really hypnotizes me, like to a point, like when this song comes on, like I know the words and everything from listening, but like after a few years of listening to it and I know the words automatically when the song comes on, I'm like in a trance. Like I like I hear it. I'm, I more feel it than hear it. And so all I know the words and everything and the music is so familiar and just puts me in this place where I nothing really it doesn't really stand out to me. But it's very profound to me at the same time, if that makes sense. And so it's like a it's like a magical song to me. And it's it was very surprising. Like when I it happened years later, like it wasn't the first few times I heard this album. 
Um, but I don't remember when the point was, but it was some point I was listening to it one time and I was just like, I was like, whoa, did it? Did I just listen to that? And I put it on repeat and then it happened again. So then I just had on a loop for like, you know, like 20 minutes or whatever. And I'm like, wow, like, it's so weird. Like, so yeah, it's, it's like a magical song to me. It's five stars. I know it's a pop song, whatever. I can't describe the music to you. I like, I hear it in my head. I know it. I don't even know what's going on in the song, but when I hear it, I just, it just takes me to this place. And those cheesy, you said cheesy keyboards, bless your heart, Sam, as we say in the South, those are not cheesy Sims. Those are angelic Sims keyboards, whatever they are. They're angelic. They're not cheesy at all. Sounds perfect, man. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Um, so my final thoughts on this, um, this surprisingly sweet album for Martin and Company, it hit me in all the right places. Um, like I said earlier, I'm stuck in my house right now. The only person I'm physically interacting with is my wife. And um, yeah, this song, this album is just, uh, it, it's it's like I'm relating to it really hard. I'm feeling it. I'm loving it. Um, West Coast Friendship should have been a hit. Like it, it, it should have. Yeah, it, it should have been a hit. <laughs> um, that that and um, kiss my lips and what was that other one I said? There's a couple ones up here. The can't hardly wait one. I can't remember which one that was, but yeah. So music, I give a two point five. Uh, Julie's vocals soften Jason's harsher musical elements nicely. Yeah. Um, lyrics, I give a two point five as well. I love love songs. Yes, um, you do. And though they may be a bit sparse in some places, like some of these songs only have three lines, yeah, um, they are still sweetly poetic. Overall, I give the album a two. Um, the album doesn't grab my attention as much as I want it to. Like once I deep dived into it, I loved it, but I listen to this album just like playing while I'm doing other stuff, and it doesn't grab me as much as I wish it would. Um, but when you pay attention to this album. Man, it's a it's a wonderful album. Like you give it a two. So no, that's like the the there's oh, three uh, three points. Oh, that's music the, lyrics uh, overall. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So my final rating is seven out of nine. Oh, is uh, that is that your highest? No, uh, Americana was seven point five. Okay, wow. Okay, seven. Okay, for me, um, overall, I hear you. It does grab me, but. I've, you know, as a young adult, when I started listening to this, it's a little bit different. Um, um, lyrically, I'm with you, um, two and a half. Um, musically, three. Holds up over time. I think it, I mean, even today, like if you play Kiss My Lips or You're Wonderful or No Paradise on alternative radio, I think it could still be a hit. Um, so I'll give it, I'm with you. I, I think a seven is pretty good. Yeah, that's what I'll give it a seven as well. Very nice. Wow, we are actually in agreement on this album. Yeah, finally. Sugar Pop. Sugar, what do you call it? Sugar Pop? Alternative Sugar Pop. Alternative Sugar Pop. ASP. ASP. Hey, that's a word. <laughs> Man, it's been a blast. Um, I really enjoyed this album. I needed this album right now. I'll probably be listening to it over the next few days. It's funny Some because more. in my life, too, I um, recently um, yeah, rediscovering the love for my wife 
in a new way these last because the corn yeah with this quarantine we've been forced to be with each other more and i've rediscovered some things about her i love about her that, that i've forgotten and so yeah this album also has been a special place in my life as well so thank you jason julie um gene Everyone else who made this album. I say the other two guys that we just kind of forget about. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm spacing right now. But yeah, so I'm very grateful for this album. And I hope other people can discover this album and, and rediscover or fall in love with their significant other, too. Because that's what this album's probably about. That's what it feels like to me. Finding um, or rekindling or persevering through problems with your loved one. And yeah. that's timeless. Yeah, no, I'm really hoping, um, I hope this album maybe, I mean, we only get like maybe 100 people that listen to each podcast, yeah. but you know, I'm hoping that's like 50 more people that have never heard this album before. Yeah. Because um, we've, uh, I feel like one of the things about Starfire is two things tend to happen. Either you have people that kind of love most of their discography, maybe up through like, I don't know, Talking Boys versus Singing Boys. Yeah. You have the, or you have the people that are like gold and silver purists, and then exactly. usually the the side projects get swept off to the side. Exactly, like people just forget they exist. And man, yeah. these are some great side projects. I really love this one. I can't wait to listen to the next Bon Voyage project down the road. Well, it's, it's going to be a while because the next one was released until two thousand eight, ten years later, which is a tragedy. <laughs> oh man, I thought it was two thousand and two because there's like no, four it, Bon Voyage albums. No, you'll see. It's two thousand eight. Okay. It's ridiculous. Okay, well, I mean, we'll, we'll wait as long as is necessary. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. We Sam, really appreciate it. You're a wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Talk. so much fun. Good night. Good night, all. As stay always. safe out there. Wash your hands. <laughs> yes, wash stay your away. hands. Stay indoors and as much stay as away possible. Six feet and eat <laughs> your veggies. Be polite to people. Always. Tell your, if you uh, haven't done it this week, tell your person you love them. They yes, need it. and tell your mom and dad too. You love them too, because yes. mom and dad they need that too. They do. All right. Good night, y'all. Bye. Bye. As always, this has been a Brothers King Media production. <laughs>